welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. I'm Cheyenne. And I'm Gina. And class is now in session. Today, we're going to be talking about queer hair. We've talked a lot about style in different contexts, and I feel like this is kind of like a jumping off point because it's a way we express ourselves in a facet of queer style and style in general. Mm -hmm. One of the most fun questions in my opinion that we got about this topic was what are the top three current hairstyles that scream gay and what are the top three trends you think are coming so I'd love for you to answer this Gina yeah I love just talking about like hair like I'm so glad we're in this like hair edition of queer style because that's so how I express queerness and as someone who I don't know I don't even know if I'm mask femme whatever I'm not really any of the above but I feel like my hair is the part of me that does more scream gay than anything else. Mm. What's fun for me in answering this question is I'm going to fall under a couple different categories here. So let's talk about the current top three hairstyles. And then we'll, and then I want to hear yours before we get into the future. But my answer for top three hairstyles, number one, what I currently have, which is a color dyed hair. I should, I should specify an unnaturally colored dyed hair. So the pinks, the blues, greens, turquoise, orange, if you're like me, anything that's clearly bright neon, that that screams gay to me, Mm -hmm. except for the dark red. That Mm. to me can be more just like alt girl kind of sexuality is open to interpretation, not necessarily like in a box or Mm -hmm. doesn't it doesn't scream gay it just screams like girl who's kind of cool not gay necessarily I don't know if that makes sense but like she could be anything um (laughs) I think other colors are more like gay um so that's where I currently fall now I also think mullets scream gay Mm -hmm. and by the time I'm hoping by the time this episode comes out I think I'm gonna have a mullet or at least like a mini mullet I wouldn't say like mm-hmm. full mullet but I have a I have a reference photo and I will hopefully have that hair by the time you're hearing this so mullets I think are queer in and not even not like I said not full mullets but just like having sides kind of shaved and then mm-hmm. whatever and um my last one would be like either short hair or undercuts mm-hmm. but Sometimes I think those have been a little bit taken over. Like, I feel like undercuts Mm -hmm. aren't as gay as they used to be, but I don't know. Do you agree? And do you have any additional for current hairstyles? Yeah, so I was definitely going to say mullet too. Um, And I don't know if this would technically count as like a different hairstyle just because I feel like they are sisters not twins but like a wolf cut is kind of mullety but definitely very queer coded yeah um so I was gonna say those two definitely when people like buzz their hair off completely and like bleach it so gay mm-hmm. so gay yeah. like I bleached my hair or even that and then buzz they my hair color it. it yes yeah yeah like yeah, a pink so or gay. like a yellow for a bit and then they let it fade mm-hmm. back to bleach yeah, I wish I had done that when I shaved all of my hair off, but I just wasn't that cool. It was already a big step for me to like get rid of all of my hair. I couldn't take it the extra mile. <laughs> I liked when you were in your pink hair phase for a bit. Like yeah. I don't even know that might have been like a year ago at this point. It was I know it was a while ago, and then it faded was over- a little. So then it was like lighter. I liked it. 
yeah my hair just like curly hair does not retain um at least mine I'm I'm not blessed with being able to have fun colors it, t- it takes a lot out of my hair um, well I really so. recommend overtone this isn't an ad but like when it comes to using stuff at home like I always I'll get my hair done professionally mm-hmm. like to get it started but then it's gonna fade and stuff and so after a couple weeks I'll use overtone to keep it brighter and you know, looking nice all the time. And so now I just kind of keep, I don't just use overtone. I also use manic panic. Both of those have been approved by the person who does my hair. And I feel like those are kind of, those aren't as expensive as going to the salon. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's still not. Yeah. It was more like (laughs) it like ruined the texture of my hair. Like it felt like really like gummy and like, but also dry. Like it just, it just ruined the texture as a whole to have it dyed. And even once I like dyed mm-hmm. it that dark, like it took a while to like feel like my hair was like soft and nice again. Yeah. I can see that so, then. Yeah. That's part of the issue. Like I would love to be like a colorful hair person, but I just, I don't think it's for me, unfortunately, but I will live vicariously through the rest of you. Okay. And then um, my third for the list of mm-hmm. current hairstyles that scream gay. I thought of this one because the other day I <laughs> told my friend she just like recently cut her child's hair and I was like, I love her bisexual bob. So I got to give a shout out to the bisexual yes. bob. Um, I had a bisexual bob for a long time. When they do like the like fucking like 1960s like flip up ends that are like hyper femme. <laughs> I love that. It's so fun. Um, yeah. And like just bangs in general, like we're both bitches with bangs. Mm-hmm. And I am bangs are gay. To- Happy to join the wave of gay bitches with bangs. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, what do you think will be the future of queer hair? <laughs> That's hard because I don't feel like I'm like a trendsetter necessarily. Like a predictor. You know, I, right. I think I stay with the times, but I don't mm-hmm. think I'm like the identifying future items. So it's hard for me to say what I think would change, especially because I just feel like we've had the alt hair space for a while in terms of like the mullets the like ugly making ugly hair look hot in ways Mm -hmm. and having shorter hair you know I feel like there are the you know the lesbians who have like the super long hair then I don't know maybe I'm stereotyping but then wear like the backwards hats and (laughs) those people are hot too but I don't know I feel like I wish I was more creative because I don't know what's coming up I feel like you have a better answer than me I don't know I'm definitely not like a trend forecaster in the hair department either but I was (laughs) thinking kind of what you said about like taking something that's considered like chuggy or like ugly or you know like conservative culture and like queering Mm -hmm. it like the mullet thing like I could see like um like bowl cuts or something random that like people find largely unattractive or unattractive on most people and like finding a cool way to do that and then I was also thinking Mm -hmm. like cool hair dye jobs like I've seen recently on TikTok and one of my coworkers actually wants to get her hair done like this um it's like called a calico like a calico cat so my cat pickles is actually white black brownish and like red fur so the people are like doing that to their hair and I definitely see that as like a queer trend like that feels very bisexual Mm -hmm. to me to have like hair modeled after your cat (laughs) yeah Uh, 
so or just like cats in general and then I'm also seeing like I don't know I tried to look up like 2024 like hair trends just to see what came up and I feel like we're gonna like do you remember the scene girls in like 2007 2008 and they would have like of the course. like raccoon tail Rawr, of course like, die I feel like that's gonna come back I feel I like could definitely back. see that yeah. I'm kind of sad honestly that the split dye didn't stick around longer like the split, the split dye, dye was cool I I did mm-hmm. too and I, I had that and I love so I still love pictures from when my hair was like that it was a lot of upkeep I'll be honest though because yeah. I had to like split it in half every time I wanted to dye it uh-huh. and money pieces I don't think are exclusive to gay culture mm-hmm. like I think those are kind of just universal to be honest but I do kind of like, you know, little like the peekaboo stuff that people will do or like, you know, strips, a couple under pieces. And I can see those a lot of those were like the unders and like the strips. Those were a lot of early 2000s, which is coming back around now. So I could see Mm -hmm. those maybe coming back. I used to actually when I first started dyeing my hair, my parents weren't like real cool with it. So I used to try and do things that they wouldn't notice and be like really subtle which it worked because my mm-hmm. hair, to be fair, was like dark brown mm-hmm. and I wanted to dye it black, which I don't know why they wouldn't just let me because they were like, mm-hmm. you're going to be goth. And I was like, hey, don't. You're um, like, I already am on the inside. Just let me live my truth. <laughs> I was definitely emo. I wasn't goth, but I was definitely yeah. like an emo kid for sure. <laughs> but I just kind of looked took like the top and like tied it up and dyed the bottom. And I don't mean for people listening, I don't mean like the bottom half, but like the under, like what, what's the undercut is cut off. Like that's what I dyed black. Mm. And it so the top was brown, the bottom was black. And I don't know, it was kind of cool at that time. Mm. I would definitely do something like that again, maybe even with my hair, to be honest. But I don't know if that was trendy enough for it to be like something that comes mm-hmm. back. But there was a couple girls on the hills and Laguna Beach and stuff who had like blonde on top and brown on the bottom like mm-hmm. that. So I just did my brunette version where I was like brunette and black. But then I then yeah. I then I dyed my hair black for five years straight, mm-hmm. religiously dyeing it black. And my hair's like I almost think black, I was like, and I dyed it black. And I was like, why did I dye it <laughs> black? Like, yeah, but I point. did that. It, like <laughs> yeah. my eyebrows and like you can see my roots coming in like that's my natural hair color it's almost black anyway mm-hmm. I don't but I was like it was it's never dark enough like I always had to keep di- like I would and I put more yeah. black over the black <laughs> it, and then of course when I wanted to lighten it my the hairdresser I had at the time was like you're just gonna need to grow this all out because yeah <laughs> nothing's just lifting <laughs> I was <Yeah>. like, okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um another hairstyle I saw recently that I could see making a big thing among like mask lesbians especially black mask lesbians someone had like locks that they made into like a mohawk type look and it looked really cool and so I could see that becoming like more of a staple in the queer community just like that like alt black look yeah and Speaking of that, we're going to move into another question we got, which is wavy hair tips. My hair is so bad. And as a person with curly hair, uh, the reason why you think your hair might be so bad is because you actually have curly hair, but you're not taking care of it properly to like nurture and coax out the curls. And if you did some things a little differently, it might change your texture a little bit. 
Yeah. Yeah. My hair, I would say, is wavy when I just get out of the shower, kind of like towel dry it and do nothing. And that's how I kind of operate most of the time because I'm like, that's easy. That's quick. Mm. But because my hair is wavy and can get curly, if I do, you know, the proper care to it, which I would only do if I was really like, you know, taking pictures, going to a wedding, like something that wasn't just every day. Um, you know, if I if I do the cold water stuff, the you know, twirling actually making the curls, it 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 gets a lot different than just my regular every day. And I feel like so I think it's more when I was growing up, it was very much straight hair was idealized. And mm-hmm. so I don't think like I wasn't taught like, oh, here's how you take care of your hair. It was either you straighten mm-hmm. your hair or you scrunch it, which yeah. When I say scrunch it, I mean you take wads of gel or mousse and just yes. go to town until you are a crunchy kind crunchy. of curly mess. Yeah, that's not how you should take mm-hmm. care of your hair. And now that we've gotten so much more better about not just, like I said, idealizing straight hair and talking through stuff, I do know much more about my hair and how to take care of it as an adult. I still like the wavy look for my everyday, but I love mm-hmm. getting the nice curls and still kind of feeling like this is my natural hair. Like I didn't use a fake curling mm-hmm. iron to get those right. like not realistic looking ringlets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And even like doing the finger coils and the finger curls, that's just like curl training. It's not, you know, like I have to do that for certain sections of my hair too, because I wear my hair up a lot and parts of my hair are like end up kind of like straight-ish because I wear my hair up so I have to do like finger coils and for my bangs if I want them to like lay the way I want them to lay I need to like finger coil them like it doesn't Mm -hmm. make it not your real hair because you're doing something extra just like how some people with straight hair still straighten it to make it even straighter yeah it's just like helping to form the curls yeah there's like so much that can be said about curly hair and wavy hair I think the best method is to find like an influencer on YouTube or Pinterest. I also like the curly hair subreddit on Reddit and find people with hair similar to yours and kind of emulate their curly Mm -hmm. hair routines and see what works for you. Like I personally, when I was like 18, maybe I cut out all like sulfate silicones. I try not to use like parabens and there are like websites I use to look up the ingredients of products to see if it's something I want to use in my hair or not. Like there's a lot of like research that goes into it and it's Mm -hmm. a lot of trial and error and different times of the year there's more humidity and less humidity and I have to change things and my hair changes throughout the year so I've had to tweak things and try new things. So I think the only way to learn what works for your hair is to play around with it but like the number one thing I would say for wavy hair in particular is to not use sulfates which is like a major component in a lot of like shampoos on the market um and then I also sleep with a silk pillowcase which I also recommend when I go somewhere Mm -hmm. and I don't have my silk pillowcase my hair looks like shit so always yeah. sleep with a silk or like a bonnet but I don't like that bonnets don't stay on my head so I recommend a silk pillowcase I also don't brush my hair I only comb it in the shower or I'll like finger comb it I never do it 
dry ever. Like that's yeah, just the same frizzy mess. Um, yeah, not good. I never, I almost never blow dry my hair or use heat on it. I only will with like a diffuser. And even then I like rarely do it. And there's like a special way that you can like diffuse your hair to cause the least amount of frit. Like it's a lot of research <laughs> that goes into yeah. it. Like we could have a whole episode and I still wouldn't tell you everything I've learned throughout the years. So I would, I feel like a good jumping off point is just like the curly hair subreddit there's so much information on there um that's kind of where I started and you know I think if you embrace the fact that your hair needs something other than the drugstore shampoo you've been using mm-hmm. since you were 12 and like maybe you have to learn some things do things a little bit differently I think your hair will turn out a lot differently than you think it is right now yeah. I like how to, at one point you said like you're training your hair because even like, okay. So for example, I, I didn't have bangs my whole life, obviously. And when you mm-hmm. first get a different haircut, your hair might not like realize where it's supposed to lay or it might the first time because it dried that way. And then the next time you do your hair, it gets wet and it kind of like goes where it has been forever. Same thing if you change your part, like that kind of stuff. So if you have wavy hair and you want bangs and you're like, I have to straighten them because I don't know how else to do bangs. No, no, no. You don't have to do that. Like, these are just, these are what I woke up with today, these bangs. Although they're, they look pretty straight. That's just because it's my hair. But Mm -hmm. when I first got bangs, what I would do when my hair was wet is I would put like a bunch of different bobby pins like on my bangs to make it stay exactly where I wanted. And then I would keep them in there until it was dry. And then I would take them all out. And now after having bangs for, I don't even know, like three years or something, I don't need to do that because my hair is... Now, now if I put my hair back, it's just like, nope, comes back like forward. <laughs> um, so bobby pins can be a training, a training tool when you're trying to get your hair to do things. Um, I'm a big fan of bobby pins. So I, my hair texture is a mixture of different curl types, which is another thing you might want to learn about because that can influence a lot of how you style your hair and what kinds of products you use and what kind of products you shouldn't use. So I have like 3A, 3B hair, a few 3C coils. Gina actually has a partner with 4C hair. She's a black woman and she gave us some extra tips for hair that we're not necessarily qualified to speak on. Yeah, and you had mentioned her number one tip, which is wrap your hair in a satin bonnet or use a satin pillowcase. There are some that I think stay on different heads better. Like Mm. she is one where you actually, there's a whole thing, um, a whole tie that like wraps back around versus one that you just pull over. And that stayed Mm. better on my head, not on hers. Um, I don't, I think a satin pillowcase is is super easy because you don't have to worry about it, you know, whatever. But That's like, that was her number one thing as well. And then if you're coming from treated hair, obviously you're going to need some different products. I thought this was a good, honestly, um, tip for anybody. If you're mixing products, which is something she recommends, to mix them in your hand so that you can make sure that they actually fully mix together. Because if you're like using one layer and then another layer and it's two different products and there's no mix, it's not necessarily working in the way that's going to give you the best hair texture ultimately. Wait, can I interrupt you? Because I was just thinking about that today because I started using this product my mom gave me that she like saw on TikTok and none of my products, I saw this TikTok a while ago that was like, mix them in your hand. And if it gets like clumpy, that means they're not going to interact on your hair the right way. But I have so many hair products that I like 
stopped using or transitioned to something else because of like the season and the humidity or whatever and it just wasn't working for me anymore and I tried so many combinations and they all clumped and I was like I think I'm the problem here I don't know what the (laughs) issue is but today I literally like put gel on my hand after I had put my um, leave-ins in my hair and my hair cream. I put gel on my hand because that's my last step until it dries. And then I put Mm -hmm. oil in my hair and it was like all clumpy. And I was like, that fucking video was a lie. So that's so funny that you say that because I don't know. I just feel like disillusioned by that tip, but I do think it probably is a good tip. I just haven't found the right combination that works for me. Well, maybe it's like, I don't know, the different um, brands mixing or I don't know. I that You're going to have to play around more, I think, because I, I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. But <laughs> one thing she did mention, too, especially for people who have 4C hair is not to be afraid to try out Brazilian hair products because they don't have as much additives as American hair products and they're more gentle. So she gets a lot of good results from those. Um, she also trims her ends a lot. And you can trim it while it's curly, she says. It's not, like, the same as having straight hair. If you feel like a a couple pieces are askew, you can trim them. And trimming actually does add bounce. So she tries to trim at least every three months with curls you don't, like, see the growth as much. I feel like And then that's all why you're like, don't take it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's why why she says don't be afraid (laughs) to just, like, trim here and there, like, it's whatever. Um, I had asked her. So, so we live in a place that's not super accessible for tons of different types of salons. And mm-hmm. so she has gone to a white person. She's gone to another black person. And I've kind of said, like, do you feel like anybody can cut your hair? Or do you think you need a professional that specializes on your mm-hmm. type of hair or has your type of hair or clients with your type of hair that are more, you know, and mm-hmm. she basically said professionals are professionals at the end of the day. And so they'll do a good job, mm-hmm. but specialists are going to give you the best results. And she's currently going to a black queer owned barber that she's oh. a big fan of. So that's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty cool. So yeah. I'd say like Google queer owned black owned brazilian owned dominican owned like whatever i don't know it's worth the specialist if you can if they're, if they're accessible to you and obviously if they're in your budget um which i will get into more tips from my friend who is a queer hairdresser but one of her tips was to talk budget so if mm. you're like i really want to get my hair done or, you know, I do want to go see a specialist who, you know, can can do the hair that I have. And you're like uh, kind of worried about money. That sh- that can be your first conversation. Hairdressers are more than willing to talk to you about like what they can do, what they don't have to do. For example, they don't have to style it before you leave the salon. You can, you're allowed to walk out wet and say, I don't want to pay for the blow dry. I just want you to cut my hair. I, I just want this. I, you know, same thing with mm-hmm. dyeing hair. You can be like, I just, I just want you to bleach it and I'm going to go home and do the color myself. So if budget is a concern for whatever reason, be honest with your hairdresser because more often they're not like they, they what they really want is for you to get the hair that you're happy with and they know what they can and can't do. They'll be honest about it. And a lot of them are going to be willing to, you know, at least talk you through what your options are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of bleaching, how do you bleach your own hair for the first time without destroying it? That was what someone else was wondering. I cannot stress this enough. Do 
not bleach your hair yourself. (laughs) There are so many things you can do at home. Bleaching is not one of them unless you're just bleaching one strip. Like if you're going to take, you know, a piece, one little piece. Yeah, or you want like, you know, a little flavor. Like you're you want to be Selena Gomez. I got blue going on for the teen bug party. <laughs> like if you want that little strip. If it's just like a strip like that, you can you can do that at home. But if you're trying to like bleach your whole head, you're gonna ruin your hair. Now, if your hair's really, really short and you're willing to risk it, knowing you might have to end up buzzing it all, okay, fine bleach it at home you're probably gonna be fine if your Mm -hmm. hair is long or even i'd say more than four inches long you are risking losing all of your hair by bleaching it at home it's not like oh no it turned orange no your hair could fall completely off fall completely Mm -hmm. out break apart like you will not have hair so please for the love of all that is queer do not bleach your hair fully if it's long and you want it to be able to have a brush run through it the next day. <laughs> yeah, my best friend used to like bleach her own hair and it like turned like green and it like green yellow and it looked almost like seaweed and it was just coming out in these like large chunks of like yes. dry slash wet looking hair. And she ended up just shaving her head and has kept it sh- pretty short ever since but uh so it ended up working out in her favor but not everyone wants short hair not everyone wants a shaved head so take that into account before you decide yeah. to take that risk yeah and like i said you can go to your hairdresser and say like i have this color i want to use and i want to do it myself uh can you just bleach it and i'm sure they'll they i don't know depending you know hopefully they're nice and they're queer and they're like yeah sure but that's something you can certainly do i definitely would not recommend going and doing it yourself what my okay so my my friend slash old roommate um is a queer hair, hairdresser i asked her for some different tips things that you can do at home versus a salon first thing she said was don't do bleach at home there's a million things that should, could go wrong um, kind of like, and I, I use this, something that she recommended that I also use this rule is it's kind of easier to go darker than lighter. So if you're going darker, can probably do it at home. Like if you're dyeing your hair black, if your hair is blonde and you were trying to go brown, anything where your hair is lighter and you're trying to go darker, most likely can be done at home. If you're going lighter, kind of hard to ensure you're really going to get the results you want from just a box. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of products, she doesn't recommend splat, which was surprising to me because I always see that at like CVS and I've definitely used mm-hmm. that when I was like 16. Um, well. but it's not really great <laughs> for your hair. Well, that, that yeah. hair's long gone that from when I was 16. Right. Don't even worry about that. But, but like, that's like what a 16 year old is using and in budget and probably hasn't done their research. So that makes sense not to use splat (laughs) yeah i think i said this before like overtone and manic panic both approved by her she said to avoid any products that are labeled volumizing because those Mm. actually have like more stripping and harsh things for the hair that's dyed have you ever used good dye young like Haley williams brand have you heard of it okay 
we're gonna cut this because I will not okay. have Haley Williams slander, but I've okay. heard not good things about <gasps> it. Really? I guess oh, fine, I'll leave it in. But if Haley Williams <laughs> ever hears this, I love Haley, you. Haley, we're so sorry. Much. We I'm so sorry. You. Because she is my hair icon, but I don't think that yeah. she uses her own product. It's not like uh, product that she uses. Right. It's just like I feel like it's more like she's put her name on the line. Yeah. Haley, yeah. I'm sorry. I love you. Haley, we have like hordes of queer people who will test out your product and like help it get to where it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I haven't actually used it. So I also like shouldn't talk bad about okay. it. But when I've seen a lot of people online, I haven't mm -hmm. seen like rave reviews. So I, I mm -hmm. have avoided it. Right. Um, But I'm disappointed to say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, if you're going to dye your hair is um, cold water can really keep it nicer, longer, you know, check out the quality of your shampoo and conditioner. Like anything that says color, you know, keeping color locked in is going to be better than just the generic. Mm -hmm. She recommends salon quality, which I'm going to be honest, she recommends it to me. And I'm like, you have to understand before I lived with you, girl, I was buying 99 cent shampoo bottles from mm -hmm. brands that would, as a hairdresser, make you scream at me. And she wanted me to go from my 99 cent per bottle budget to a $20 per bottle budget. And I was like, do you know what mm -hmm. an increase that is? And I'm not good at math, but it sounds like 2 million thousand percent. And I'm not yeah. paying that much for shampoo. I'm not paying $40 <laughs> a month for shampoo. I know I look like I care a lot about my hair. Not that much. Sorry. Um, and so I brought her to the cheapo shampoo aisle and I said, pick me something from here. So she did choose a $5 shampoo bottle mm. for me, which I still think to be honest, it's expensive, but I'm cheap. Um, you, so I do pay for it. It says I can't even protecting. imagine you with curly hair because that's like maybe a half or like a third of what I spend on like a lower quality curly hair product. Well, I spend all my money on the coloring products that I use. True, and I, I do really like overtone because it is a, it's not harsh and it is a conditioner. So mm -hmm. that's, that's where it's like $30 for a, two, okay. a, a bin that'll last me three dyes most, maybe two, if I'm being really generous with the product. So I like to budget for my hair color products. I also don't use products to like style my hair unless True. it, again, it is for like a wedding or something where I really care because I just let it rock. And I think mm -hmm. I, this is not professional advice. Just this is not, this is not uh, my hairdresser approved. This is my own advice. I feel like people shampoo their hair too much. Well, she does say that. I agree. Going over no, shampoo. yeah, that's true. That's true. But I feel like because people over shampoo, they lose a lot of their natural oils and things. Mm -hmm. And while so many products are good to keep your natural oils, I feel like there's too many that take it away. And mm -hmm. so I feel like part of the reason that my hair is in good textures because I avoid heat and I mm -hmm. avoid products. But that's mm -hmm. not me saying like don't use products because I feel like- yeah. Some hair needs it, some don't. And if yeah, I wanted every... it to hold, I yeah. would use a product. Yeah. And it like wouldn't make sense for me to not use. I mean, I could. It would be frizzy as fuck. It wouldn't look good. But I could like go product free. But obviously, like you have the luxury of not needing to. Um, it's a luxury. It's spend a money on that. Yeah. 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 And I, for anybody, though, don't over shampoo your hair. Yes. That's yeah. That's what is causing the oil buildup. And that's why your hair gets oily because you shampoo too much and now it's reliant on the shampoo and you need to let your natural oils seep into your hair and it'll be less oily the less you shampoo. You just got to give it some time, more training. <laughs>
Yeah, I had a friend who during the pandemic was like, I'm going to cold turkey, like not shampoo my hair for two weeks. And then like from after that, um, like only shampoo it, you know, every three days or so. And she had pretty success with getting a lot of her natural oils back. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you ever have to quarantine for any reason or you're not planning on leaving the house for a while, don't shampoo your hair for as long as you can. And, and then start to like incorporate it less and less. Like I only shampoo my hair maybe twice a week, maybe sometimes only mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. I, I use like um, a hard water, cl- like pH balancing shampoo, like maybe once a week, every other week, and then like twice a week, sometimes three times a week. I will use like a co-wash, which is like a more moisturizing shampoo. It's like a conditioner wash. Um, but yeah, I really mm. try not to shampoo my hair. I think overall, though, to round out the um, to round out like the wavy hair, curly hair, all of that kind of stuff, I really agree with what you said about like finding an influencer who has similar hair to you or has tips about like what they do and um, kind of going that route because there are people who make content specifically like that for a reason mm-hmm. and I do follow a lot of people who are like my hair inspo or have colors that I think are really cool because I dye my hair and so I want to see other people and what they're doing with their crazy color hair and sometimes I'll watch their content and get like tips that I didn't even know I was asking that question like I, mm-hmm. I didn't go in being like oh I need tips on this but they'll say stuff and I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of that yeah. Or they'll just show up on screen one day with their hair done a certain way. And I'm like, I could pull that off. So then I try it. And so there's people like that's, you know, that's what the internet is for. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite uh, source for that kind of inspiration? Like, do you go to like TikTok mostly or Instagram or YouTube? Do you have like a place where you follow hair inspiration? I feel like I go more on TikTok because mm-hmm. it just kind of comes up in my algorithm after liking, you know, certain mm-hmm. people. I don't feel I feel like not I won't get off on a whole thing, but I don't feel like Instagram gives me the same algorithms. Like I could follow somebody and it doesn't yeah. always pop them up on my page. Mm-hmm. So more TikTok because the algorithm is yeah. better. What a horrible answer. I'm sorry. Right. No, I mean, that's so true. Because we got a question, where do gay people get their hair inspiration? I think like certain gay people could get it from the shape of the clouds they saw that day. And then certain yeah. gay people like go on hair YouTube religiously. So I think it's different for all of us. And not all of us are like trend forecasters in that way. I usually also go on TikTok or I will look on like Pinterest. Pinterest and TikTok are my two biggest ones if I need something that has to do with hair. (laughs) Yeah, I think people, like you said, people can get their hair inspo from anything. Like for me, it was a color. I actually like at one point had a scrunchie that I really liked the color of. And I was like, can you match my hair to this scrunchie? But my hairdresser also at one point, she had a young kid bring in a blue Lego and said, can you match my hair to this Aww. Lego color? That was just a little kid. But like, that's the kind of like queer inspiration that we have as adults still too. Yeah. like, here's a scrunchie. Here's a Lego. You like look around and you'd be like, that's cool. I want that on my head. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I also feel like. Because I will watch a lot of drag content, I'll also end up watching a lot of like black trans women content and then their hair and what they can do is like the some of the coolest shit ever. Even just black drag queens, I think the way that they're expressive with their hair and black trans women is 
so wildly creative to me and some of my mm -hmm. favorite drag looks and, and performances and things by black artists about our drag performers have involved really cool uses of hair so like one of my mm -hmm. favorite things ever bob the drag queen on the show uh we are here he had on this huge wig that was like almost like whoopi goldberg-esque locks like it was that very much like mm -hmm. that color so that's what it reminded me of and it was like over his face it was almost like it was overtaking him and mm -hmm. and at one point he actually took it off of his head and that wig started dancing and it was like a Stop. kid who was in the wig. And so, and Stop. then, and it was, I whip my hair back and forth. So then he's dancing on stage with, with the same, like a matching wig yeah. and his wig as, which is probably like, like I said, it's like wow. a, probably a small child or something. And it yeah. was one of the best things I've ever seen. And I was like, oh my God, that is so sick. Iconic. And that is what I mean when I say like there's so many cool things that I see black artists do with hair even just Grace Jones period if you look <laughs> up her looks some of the coolest things artists mm -hmm. did with her hair and I'm like mm -hmm. oh I'm so uh, like inspired by it not in a way that for my own head but just like I yeah. like just, this like, art. like such it's it's, so, it's so pleasing to me to look at mm -hmm. I'm like it's so creative it's so conceptual I'm like obsessed with how creative you can make shapes on your head. I don't know. I think it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say specifically, I will look up like um, alt girl hair, like black women. Like you always have to add black women at the end on Pinterest because, you know, otherwise <laughs> you're not going to necessarily get what you're looking for. But like, I'll like type alt black girl hair and I find the coolest looks and a lot of things that I could see as trends coming in the future for people with kinky and curly hair yeah i'm excited about it i like it <laughs> me too did your um hairdresser friend have any advice for how to cut your own hair short because that was another question we got i mean she said not recommended to do those <laughs> things at home I didn't cut my bangs like the first time when I was like, I want bangs, but like every, your bangs grow really fast. If you cut your hair short, it grows faster. I think like, mm -hmm. cause it's just healthier. It's you like, you can tell more too. Yeah. Like that too. Yeah. So my bangs I'll trim like every two weeks. Um, my advice is to not trim, not over trim the first time. Like you can always keep going, but once you, once it's gone, it's gone. So don't do those things that people do online where they like <laughs> put it in a ponytail. Yeah. And then just and then cut whoop. it. No, absolutely. Girl, not. girl. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. I don't recommend putting it up to cut it at all. Like even yeah. when you're trying to do like a wolf cut and stuff, like I, it's not really like what I that would recommend. Made me think of when I was younger, I would like go get my hair done at like cheap white salons because that's where my mom would go so that's where she'd take me and they would like straighten my hair or like completely mm -hmm. brush it and like get it wet and like it just wasn't my not like my hair if you have curly hair you probably want to cut it dry so you can see what it's gonna look like dry because of shrinkage and even yeah I think straighter hair wavy hair like there's probably gonna be a little bit of shrinkage too like your hair's not exactly the same when it's wet as when it's dry so like right yeah don't put your hair up don't change it from its normal style to cut it like cut it how you would wear it 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's always different if when you like, because I have a bunch of layers and then I feel like mm-hmm. when I straighten it, it looks kind of weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then when it's curly, it's like, no, that's like where it's not curly. It's when it's wavy. It's like, oh yeah, that's where it's supposed yeah. to lay. I don't know. I mean, if you're going to cut your hair at all, what I do for my bangs, and if you're going to, again, like trim your ends or something, I will cut low key kind of straight across to get to the height that I want. Like once it's where I want above my eyebrows, but then instead of cutting completely horizontally, I move the scissors vertically and you kind of snip around just all the edges, which makes it not so blunt, you know, because what you, mm-hmm. you, you unless you want to look like coconut head from Ned's Declassified mm-hmm. School Survival Guide, which is on brand for the podcast, which here, will be in guide. for next year, it might be in next year. <laughs> Until that is the trend, you want to do like the vertical snips because it just blends it a little better. Mm -hmm. But that is like not something that just like comes like that is like a that's I don't know. I I wasn't as good as it at the first time I did it as I am now. Mm -hmm. Like it's definitely easier said than done. So I wouldn't I wouldn't give yourself a drastic haircut at home. I would only like lightly trim if it's necessary. Yeah, I um, shaved my head, which I kind of mentioned when I was like 21 and I'm 28 now. So this is like seven years of growth now. And I've Mm -hmm. maybe had two, maybe three professional haircuts in the past seven years. So I'm doing most of it myself. And I was doing most of like the shaping um, while it was growing out myself. So it didn't always look the best. And I wish I had gotten it like professionally like shaved down when I first did it like it just it was a mess um but if you're kind of like again I, I kind of mentioned budget before but if you're like I again like I don't want to spend tons of money getting my hair cut all the time I used to go to a beauty school mm-hmm. to get my hair cut and they will have a salon front and it, they're students but they're also like it's almost like nurses doing clinical hours it's cosmetologists doing their clinic hours like and so mm-hmm. it's a lot cheaper because they are inexperienced it's kind of like if you ever go to a teaching hospital it's like the same yeah. kind of idea I think and mm-hmm. so you can go there for almost half the price or less than regular salons especially if you go to like real specialty salons or premium hairdressers like these people are just starting out and so if you go to like a beauty school they're so great hairdressers mm-hmm. and they're they're super willing to work with you because they really really want you to be ha- leave happy and mm-hmm. it is a lot cheaper so i'm not saying yeah. what you did you know obviously like i think your hair looks fine if you've been yeah, cutting it yourself yeah i mean yourself mine great, wasn't but... necessarily related to like cost for why i did it just is like when i get it professionally cut i'm not like wow this looks so much better than when i do it myself i feel kind of the same about it like i've never gotten a haircut that i've been like i'm in love with this so i don't feel the need to spend I don't think you've had a good hairdresser yet I mean I guess I haven't but I but also like I'm not trying out new ones because I haven't had great you know like they're yeah hard to find people that you know fit um so that can definitely be difficult especially if you're not in a bigger city where you have tons of options um but I feel like my biggest tip if you are going to give yourself a haircut is if you feel like it's starting to look good stop then don't keep going every time I like cut my hair and I'm like oh it looks cute I'm like okay I'm gonna do a few more little pieces I'm gonna do a little bit more and then that's when I always end up hating it so just like mm-hmm. if you feel like it's looking good and you're like oh let me just take a little bit more off no just stop you're good just go if back you, you can always go back exactly you yeah. can go back the next week 
Yes. Yeah. Every time I do that, I regret it because I was like, I'm always like, wow, that looks so cute, and I fucking ruined it. Good thing I have curly hair that you can't really tell, and it'll grow <laughs> out fast enough, and I don't care enough to yeah like get it fixed. But like, yeah, just stop all your head is my biggest tip for cutting your own hair. <laughs> I do think it's important to find a good hairdresser and not go back to somebody. If you if you leave a haircut or color or session, whatever, mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't love it. Don't go back to that person. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to hurt their feelings. They will have other customers. It's fine. Because the hairdresser that I have now, every single time, every time I leave her chair, I am thrilled with what my hair looks like. I'm like, she did an amazing job. It's not even just like, because I used to be the girl where I'm like, oh, they styled it their way and I want to go home and wash it because I don't Mm -hmm. like the way they did it. No, I will tell her like, just just blow dry it with my natural hair. And then I leave the salon and I'm like, I love it. I could go out right now. I got home and my girlfriend's like, your hair looks great. And I'm like, I know. Thank you. It's not like, no, hold on. I have to, let me just, let me do it the way it's supposed to look, you know, because I, I feel like we've all had those experiences. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend also talks about, and this is not um, my experience with hair salons, but she talks about some of the anxieties that she's felt from hair salons she's gone to growing up. Because number one, she's definitely had a lot of pressure to chemically treat her hair. Mm -hmm. She has been in a lot of salons that don't make you feel empowered and are very like gossipy, not very gentle with your head. And I feel like there are a lot of other people like then she's also gone to other salons that she's had great experiences at. So I just feel like you shouldn't leave your salon chair not feeling good and Mm -hmm. if if that's the feeling you need to go to someone else yeah this is making me want to go and get my hair professionally done I just would need to find someone it's like you're about to fill the chairs of every hairstylist gay hairstylist gay gay they're gonna be (laughs) booked and fucking busy um so we have one last question uh and this one is kind of an opinion one um so I want to save it for last but it's am I the only sapphic who feels affronted whenever straight women have short hair I grew up thinking short hair was exclusively for lesbians what do you how do you feel about this Gina I do understand this sentiment because at one point when I got a bisexual bob in high school before I knew I was Mm -hmm. bisexual but I still had a bisexual bob I think I told the story, at least on Patreon, where like one of my cousin's friends like prank called me from his phone and was like, why do you have a dyke cut? And I was like, do I have a dyke cut? Do- I do? No, I don't. And I like mm-hmm. had an existential crisis about it because I was like, I, I, that was my hair's just, it's at my, sh- no, I was just like, my hair's <laughs> no, like, at my shoulder. I wish it was. Yeah. I was like, my hair's just at my shoulders. Like, it's not, I don't know. And so I think that us growing up, it was like, short hair is a dyke cut and that was not a good thing whereas like today I'd be like thank you um (laughs) I don't think we're in that era anymore so I don't think short hair is exclusively for lesbians I feel like short hair has been appropriated by Karens first of all Mm -hmm. like (laughs) a lot of Karens have a gay haircut they don't even know that they're appropriating our culture And I feel like there are straight women with like pixie cuts that are just seen as like, I don't know, they probably peg their boyfriends, but they're straight. Like, I I just like think that it's not exclusively 
short hair equals gay anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think like being offended that a straight person has short hair is just kind of like very binary thinking and like prescriptive. And it's like, okay, if you're a lesbian, you can only be a lesbian one way. And if you're straight, you can only be a be straight another way. And it's like conflating femininity with sexuality with gender expression with all the and it's just like just let people do what they want with their hair I don't mind Mm -hmm. like people can look how my mom mainly wears clothing from the men's section and she's pretty straight so like you can dress however you want you can wear your I mean obviously not however you want like if you're white and you're wearing dreads like questionable what are you doing (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that. Um, so, it. like, obviously, there are different um, things that come into play when there comes to appropriation, but I don't think that having short hair is straight people appropriating queer culture. I think that it is a way of like shirking this kind of like femininity that we're like forced into that womanhood equals mm-hmm. long flowing hair. And that's not true and it shouldn't be true. And yeah, just let people do what they want with their hair in the words of a drag queen maddie morphosis everything is unisex if you're not a little bitch about it everything's unisex if you're unisexy oh (laughs) that's my version well (laughs) with that i hope to have a new haircut for you all by the time you're listening to the this And if you have more questions for us of any kind, please DM us anywhere on social media. We are at Sapphic Survival Guide, except for X slash Twitter, which is just at Sapphic Survival. You can also email us your questions, sapphicsurvivalguide at gmail.com. You can send us a voice note, 724-209-8877. And if you like our content, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash sapphicsurvivalguide. You can listen to my other podcast, um, Hello, wherever you listen to podcasts for your Jersey Shore recaps. And you can find me anywhere online at The Lee Regina, including my website, thelibregina.com. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform. And with that, class is now dismissed. <laughs>